When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Talking Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, of course, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how we doing, brother? Doing good, man. How about you? I'm good, man. We're looking forward to this one. Dude, this was totally different. This is so cool. I cannot wait to talk about this. We got wrestling talk for you guys. Yes, sir. I am looking forward to this. And as soon as I can find where the cursor just went, I can actually... (laughs) Oh, here we go. (laughs) <laughs> I can get the notes back up and we can actually talk about it. Let's do it. So we have Survivor Series War Games. Oh, yes. This is going to be, this was an interesting concept to try. I'm kind of actually glad because we don't have brand domination anymore. We don't have the split. They basically are together. You know, because somebody who was in charge before got rid of a lot of people, so you couldn't really keep the brands split. Yeah. You basically had to keep everybody going across um, SmackDown and Raw. So. Triple H is like, you know what, let's try out Survivor uh, War Games on Survivor Series. And I think it made it actually pretty decent Survivor Series. It did. It made it interesting. And I think it was a lot funner than what we've we've seen in the recent past. True. I believe so. so. Um, there wasn't really like any overly forced storylines to make it work at Summer... Uh, not Summer... Survivor Series, my bad. Right. Uh, too many S um, pay-per-views. But uh, I think it worked out very nicely because uh, you already kind of had the damage control, which we're about to talk about, versus um, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, and all them was already basically developing nicely. The only thing that kind of was a little weird was um, uh, Maya Yim and uh, Rhea Ripley kind of being shoved in there to make it a five-on-five. Five. That kind of seemed a little bit much, but other than that, it worked out pretty well. And, of course, when we talk about the Bloodline versus the Brawling Brutes, Obviously, Roman and um, McIntyre's have issues. Um, so, you know, it made sense to put McIntyre in with the Brawling Brutes. Sami Zayn's been f- palling around with the Bloodline lately. So, we know him and Kevin Owens have had a history. So, that worked out. So, that yeah. w- that one actually worked a little bit better t- for me. But, you know, it still worked out really well for the, even the women's side. Um, it wasn't overly forced. It just was kind of odd. It was a, just an odd kind of way they went about doing it. But they made it work. Oh, they definitely did, dude. Uh, as regards to what you said about Mia Yim and, and Rhea Ripley, um, I mean, Rhea Ripley brings power, dude, and 
We yep. don't have much of that in the, in the women's division anymore. So yeah, it was nice to have her in there, and uh, you know, uh, ain't gonna lie, I didn't mind the outfit. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, it was good. It was a good match. So, I mean, uh, you you also wouldn't mind being uh, letting her be your poppy too. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's like, Dom is so lucky. Gets Rhea's poppy or mommy or whatever. Mommy. Mammy or poppy or whatever. Mommy. She, Come on down, Rhea Ripley. Yep. Chris, uh, sorry, Cooper, wouldn't mind, <laughs> wouldn't mind a riptide with the way she's been doing pinnings lately either. Nope. Hello. Kinda, Anyways. Kind of hot. <laughs> let's get going with this, brother. All right, so Survivor Series War Games, we're going to start off with Team Bel Air versus Team Damage Control in the first War Games. Raw uh, Women's Champion and Team Captain Bianca Belair started the match against women's WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Dakota Kai of Team Damage Control. Uh, Kai, a veteran war games, uh, a veteran of the war game matches from her time in NXT, uh, used the structure to her advantage to gain an upper hand on Belair. As the Raw Women's Champion rallied, Io Sky entered the match, and the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions battered and bruised Belair. Asuka entered the fray uh, next and used her signature strikes to thwart Sky and Kai. That's too much. Can't do some rhyming like that, man. Come on. Sky and Kai. Sky Kai. Sky Kai. <laughs> Anyways, which allowed Bel Air enough time to recover. The unhinged Nikki Cross, I'm so happy she's back to being normal. Yes, well, me too. Her normal. <laughs> I, I love her normal. Yes, her normal is a lot better than ASH. Um, yes. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that some other time. But uh, anyways... Uh, she, of course, was on part of uh, Team Damage Control and pulled multiple kendo sticks and a trash can lid into the ring with her. Cross was able to com- um, gain control and taking out Bel Air and Asuka with ease. However, Alexa Bliss was the next to hit the ring and took out her former tag team partner with Bel Air and Asuka joining her in the beatdown. As the women battled, Cross ascended to the top of the cage and leveled everyone with a crossbody. That was entirely sick. If you have not seen yeah, that, that was nice. Go see that. Either go on to Peacock and watch it, or look on it. I'm sure it's on YouTube already. If YouTube's back up, well, it's obviously back up because we're live on it. But I'm just yeah. saying, <laughs> um, if it's working properly, and hopefully we're still working properly on YouTube, um, go see it. It was insane. It was a great crossbody dive off the top corner of the cage. It was amazing. Loved every second of it. Um, she took everybody out. Oh, she did. It was awesome. And she laughed about it <laughs> maniacally. Just yeah. Over in the corner, she's holding her own stomach or abdomen area and just going, ha, 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 ha. It's so awesome to see her back to being Nikki Cross. Yes. I mean, this is just, I, I know some people are weirded out by it, but mm-hmm. it's, it's what she's good at. It is true. That's just what she's good at. All right, so Bailey and her team laid waste to Team Bianca, incapacitating all of them before Maya Yim entered the match. Yim added even more weapons using a trash can and other scattered weapons to aid her teammates. Rhea Ripley became the fifth and final member of Team Damage Control to enter, and she used brute strength to crush each member of Team Bianca. As chaos ensued in the ring, Becky Lynch entered the bout as the final competitor, and the match officially began. So this is the weird thing about this match. You're basically the first... To get five minutes to just beat the hell out of each other. Then, after the five minutes, it's three minutes per, ter- um, per in between each next competitor. For And you get an advantage. And the advantage was determined, on, I believe, on the Monday night prior. Rhea Ripley got the advantage for her team. When, uh, I believe she beat 
Oscar, I believe it was, on the Monday night before Survivor Series to get the advantage for her team. Of course, obviously, Damage Control got some distractions going, which helped. And I think Judgment Day even helped uh, Rhea Ripley in that as well. But, so that's basically how that goes with War Games. And so basically you get an advantage and then it's even. Then you get an advantage and then it's even again. All the way until you get 5 on 5. And then the match officially begins after all 10 competitors are in the cage at the same time. First one to get a pinfall or submission gets the victory for their team. Doesn't matter. It's not a limit. It would be cool if it was elimination, though. That might make it more fun. It would. But that's just me. You never know. They might add it. At some point, yeah. So as all um, ten battled inside the cage with weapons and bodies flying across uh, both rings. Yes, there's two rings, by the way, which makes it even more yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, with weapons. Oh, yeah, I already said that. During the chaos, Sky made her way to the top of the cage and hit a marvelous moonsault to Bel Air and Oscar. That was also pretty good. Not as great as um, Cross's crossbody. That's weird to say, isn't it? Crosses crossbody, it, which was brilliant. I mean, the moonsault was still really good for Sky. She did a good job on it. I just, when you take out pretty much everybody at one time with a crossbody, it's just more fun to me. Yeah. Um, it, but it was still a beautiful moonsault. Uh, then Yen, uh, but she uh, didn't muster enough energy to get the pinfall attempt. Yem came close to putting Rip, uh, Ripley to sleep, but the powerhouse smashed Yem through a ladder, preserving the match for her team. Belair and Lynch took on Bailey, Kai, and Sky by themselves, with Lynch hitting a manhandle slam on Kai while Belair dropped Sky with a KOD. After the pair set the tag team champions on a table, Lynch scaled the cage. Uh, Belair hit Bailey with a nasty KOD into the cage wall, and Lynch took a, draw, a jaw-dropping leap from the top of the cage to smash Kai inside through a table, securing the victory for Team Bianca. That this, one was nuts. This was really cool, and it was a little bit of redemption for Becky after well, everything she went through, and during mm-hmm. you know SummerSlam and all that. You and I actually got to be there. That yeah. was that was awesome. Yes, sir. Um, so it, it was good to see the story play out, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what's going to happen next. I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward. But it's it definitely be fun. is because you know, uh, I think time is ticking with that uh, that Raw Women's Championship. I, quite possibly. So, I mean, I don't think she'd be Raw Women's Champion. She was uh, having to face someone of the caliber of Ronda Rousey. You know, she does. She did make an announcement at the press conference recently what her dream opponents would be, and the former queen coming back soon, Charlotte Flair, would be one of those that she wouldn't mind facing. And I don't know, because yeah. well, what what do we know though with Charlotte pay per views though? Yeah. Charlotte wins championships. That, that, not only that, but Charlotte has a way of doing things a little bit dirtier than most. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I would love to see somebody beat her fair and square. Not just, you know, get away with a low blow or get away with something, you know, yeah. to, to end the match. But then again, Charlotte Flair's good at coming up with a roll-up and winning out of nowhere. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Could be a good match. It could be. We'll see what happens on moving forward with that. Definitely. All right. So, AJ Styles and Finn Balor settled their personal score at Survivor Series with Belair. Uh, Balor. Not Belair. <laughs> Balor. Balor. Gaining the early upper hand with his quick offensive strikes. Uh, with both Judgment Day and the OC patrolling ringside, uh, Balor maintained control only until Styles was able to trap uh, Balor's leg in the ropes and injured it. With both men battling inside the ring, tensions boiled over outside as Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson began to brawl with Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. 
causing all four men to exit ringside and fight to the backstage area. Styles and Balor continue to combat each other, with Balor hitting Styles' own neckbreaker, uh, and Styles leveling up his opponent with a twist elbow from a reverse DDT position. After uh, Styles avoided a coup de grace, the phenomenal one applied the calf crusher, uh, was nearly for and nearly forced uh, Balor to tap out, but Balor countered by repeatedly slamming Styles' head into the mat. The two men would trade blows until Styles nailed Balor with a step up in Seguri, staggering him, allowing Styles enough time to hit the phenomenal forearm, which was enough to earn the victory. Cooper, uh, this match it, it was hard for me to watch. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, like because I'm a real big. Uh, Finn Balor fan, dude, mm-hmm. and uh, even though he's you know considered the bad guy now, yeah, um, I was expecting more from this match. To be honest, mm-hmm. AJ Styles, Finn Balor—they're both very good technical, technically sound wrestlers. They're high flyers. They, you know, it's just it's something. It's a dream match, and it just did not live up to that. Yeah, I mean, when you got possible outside interference, kind of keeping you on edge about when this is about to boil over. Luckily, they kind of just turned on each other outside and then yeah. took it away, so that way we got an actual legitimate finish yeah. between the two. But you're right. It's not the way you would have wanted it to go. I just don't... I just... To me, I've never really liked the phenomenal, phenomenal forum. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't think it's it's finisher-worthy. Yeah. Uh, the Styles Clash... Yeah, yeah, that's it. I agree with that. The phenomenal forearm should be like a signature, not a right finish. The the uh, phenomenal forearm yeah. leading into the Styles Clash, or just something that would be more of a finisher than. I mean, even the four fifty off the freaking ropes. That's that's more of a freaking finisher than the true phenomenal forearm. But I know he's getting old, so yeah, it's a little hard yeah. to do a four fifty off the ropes. Yeah, so yeah, it makes it's. Uh, I mean, he's gonna uh, get at some point. He's gonna get too old to even do the number four. I don't know. It, it was a good match. I mean, all around it was good. It just wasn't. It just wasn't what I thought it was gonna be. That's all. Yeah, would have been better, I think, if you would have made him tap out myself. But that's just me. He was very close. He was very close. close. But I'm yeah, it would have been better. The tap out would have, I think, is a little bit more personal. Yeah. To me, that you made them quit. Mm-hmm. You made them quit. You made them quit. You had to right? tap. One, two, three, baby, get me the hell out of here. Pinning is just because I, I well not not only that but the phenomenal form it just doesn't look like it even really hurts that bad. I mean, let's be honest. It, I mean, it, do, we, do we need to get a hold of AJ and have him come hit you with a phenomenal form? Let's let him do it. I'll let him do it and see how badly it hurts. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck getting a hold of AJ Styles. But I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Next up, I'm we down for it. Right. Next up, we had Ronda Rousey putting her SmackDown Women's Championship on the line against. Shotzi. Challenging for a singles title for the first time in her WWE career, Shotzi immediately took the fight to Ronda Rousey, uh, knocking her down to uh, down the uh, to the outside, throwing her into the steel ring steps. With Rousey down, Shotzi took to the top rope, but her splash was countered into a ferocious slam. Rousey then, with Shayla Baszler in her corner on the outside, attempted several submissions, including a modified sleeper and an armbar, but Shotzi refused to give in and battled out of them each time. As the match progressed, the two women battled on the outside until Shotzi took out Rousey and Baszler with a crossbody into the crowd. As the champion and challenger nearly beat the referee's 10 count, Rousey was able to nail Shotzi with a uh, top rope 
top rope hip toss. There we go. Hit the Piper's Pit and then locked in the armbar, which then forced Shotzi to finally tap out and retain her SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, it was a valiant effort. Oh, I'll yeah. give her that. It was a good good effort, but uh, it's Ronda Rousey, baby. <laughs> there ain't no way you're gonna you're gonna get away from her. I'm telling you. All right. Especially the role she's been on since she's been back. Oh yeah. And, and since she's got the title on her waist, I think she's unstoppable right now. So. Uh, let's see how her friendship with uh, Shayna lasts. That that is going to be the fun part because I yeah. think that those let's two see how long gonna... that lasts. Because yeah. that one might be where we get to. Uh, We're going to get a good match out of that mm, one. That's going to be fun. Two former UFC fighters in WWE going after the SmackDown Women's Championship is going to be a, that's going to be a good one. It's going to be really good. So, I wouldn't be surprised at all if maybe, just maybe, Shayna Baszler wins the Royal Rumble in January. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah. her Becky, I mean, not Becky, but, you know, uh, Ronda will be like, why don't you go after Bianca Belair? And she goes, oh, no, no. no I I'm want you. <laughs> I want you. Yep, yep. And then it gets really interesting after that. All right, so next up we had Seth Rollins putting his United States title on the line in a triple threat match against Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley. Right as the bell rang, Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins knocked Austin Theory out of the ring and focused on each other. Not surprisingly, that always usually happens. The two smarter slash bigger guys taking out the little guy quickly. Usually how that goes. Uh, Theory's not that little, dude. Granted, but he's also, I wouldn't put him on the same intelligence level as Seth Rollins either. I don't know about that, but yeah, let's um, keep going. Okay. I'm, uh, this is the first time I'm sticking up for Rollins and he's questioning me. How about that, huh? I love Rollins, but I'm just <laughs> That's saying. what I'm saying. Like, I'm that's saying, a little weird that I'm, I'm sticking up that, for Rollins. I'm saying that Theory is, is, he's young, he's stout, and I mean, he has a chance to be the future of the business. The only thing that screwed him up is the way they brought him along. Vince. So, men screwed him up. Yeah. Anyways, let's see, where was I? Uh, after Rollins and Lashley would exchange blows, Theory rejoined into the fray and tried to overpower Lashley to Novia. Yeah, because that makes him smart. <laughs> None of the three competitors, though, would gain an advantage until Theory managed to use Steel Steps as a weapon, which in the triple threat match you can do. Um, whether it's supposed to be legal or not, knocking them into Rollins and Lashley multiple times. As the match went on, Rollins regained the momentum with a top, uh, with a tope. Tope, so Cena. Uh, I don't know. I guess because I'm, that's straight from WWE. I didn't, I didn't write that. So that's from them. They didn't write all that out. It took out both uh, competitors, and the champion nearly retained after hitting Lashley with a pedigree. That was actually. Oh no, that not the pedigree. Um. We'll be talking about the curb stomp that he pulled. And I was going to say, that was actually an impressive curb stomp when we get there. As the action continued, Theory countered a uh, hurt lock into a pin attempt, but Rollins nailed Lashley with a Phoenix uh, splash to break up the attempt. After a flurry of action, Rollins uh, landed a wicked suplex, but he was going for the Falcon Arrow, although he just bypassed the curb stomp. Lashley then connected a spear as he was going for the Falcon Arrow, the impact allowed Theory to fall on top of Rollins and secure the pin to become the U- new United States champion. Now, that was about the only smart thing he really did. He scouted for his spot and he got the win on it. But Rollins is coming after him, dude. Oh, yeah, and of dude, course. This is not over. And 
I know Lashley was not happy with this. Oh, I'm sure. Because uh, he's the dumbass who put hit the spear that uh, Yeah. That, so. Oh. I mean, come on. He, Lashley's already kind of gone heel now, which is kind of fun. I um, love it, man. I love it that he beat up Brock Lesnar. Everybody loves it when he gets when Brock Lesnar gets beat up. Well, we do. We do. There's some of you who that, that don't. think that Brock Lesnar is like the next. He's the wrestling god. It's <laughs> <laughs> JBL would say. Or the next big thing is right. what they used to call. Yeah, yeah. Let's bypass it. Anyways, <laughs> I wanted to give credit though because. That curb stomp that Rollins pulled on Lashley was freaking impressive. Using, I will say that the, the freaking pedigree, that wasn't that great, though. Because yeah. they, they brought the pedigree up, and it was like, why would you even bring it up? Because he botched it. Yeah, that was terrible. But the curb stomp, when he launched himself off of Theory's back onto Lashley, that was impressive. I'm like, that's yeah. a good curb stomp. Why it didn't finish there is beyond me, but, you know. Because they're, they're, doing, theory, they're yeah, doing this whole new thing, too, where they're pushing these freaking matches, and they're, they're trying to get the crowd into it. They're doing kind of like what AEW does, and finisher after finisher. And I know, but like I'm just saying. Super kick after super kick after super kick. I'm just saying, though, when you get that good of a curb stomp, let it be done right, right there. Come on, that was legit good. It definitely was. Well, the only thing that I think would have made it cooler is if he could have somehow managed to curb stomp one and momentum carries him into another curb stomp. Because that would have just that would have been epic. And boom and then boom. Yeah, like I curb stomp Austin, able to move it over into a curb stomp on Lashley, and then I get to pick my poison. Basically, that's not really bad, but I'm just saying. Right. I get to pick my um, spoils. There you go. How about that? Spoils. All right, so you ready to talk about the final match of the night, the main event? Let's do it, man. The final war game of the, yes. the night as the Bloodline took on the Brawling Brutes. Now, the Bloodline, of course, as we mentioned earlier, had Sami Zayn, and the Brawling Brutes added McIntyre and Kevin Owens. As we said, this made a lot of sense in how Sami Zayn's been following around the Bloodline for a month, at least a month, I think almost two months, right? Two months, yeah. Almost two full months. So having Kevin Owens being part of it made sense because him and Zane have history as best friends. I mean, they're really best friends, but I'm just saying. Because yeah. right now, in, yeah. in storytelling, they're not best friends. Yeah, but they were... But we know they're best friends. They're best friends. Best friends at each other's ways. Yeah, so we know they're actually best friends, but I'm just saying. Storyline, they're not best friends anymore. So that makes sense. And then McIntyre's had a history with Roman... Um, and so it was kind of cool to see McIntyre and Sheamus, who've had their own history, put aside their differences for the purpose of trying to defeat the Bloodline. So it made a lot of sense. The enemy of your enemy is your friend. Your, your friend. That's right. So. so, let's get down to business. The match started with Butch and undisputed WWE Tag Champion Jey Uso locked inside the cage. Also, by the way, um, Kevin Owens beat, I believe it was... Jay Uso in a singles match that gave the Brawling Brutes team the advantage for this match. Um, I forgot to say that beforehand. Alright, anyways. Butch immediately attacked Jay's hand uh, manipulating joints and smashing his fingers. Jay would overcome it though and slam Butch into the cage, but Butch kept attacking the injured arm of Jay. 
Ridge Holland entered the match next the brawling uh, uh, for the brawling brutes and uh, knocked down Jay with a pair of shoulder tackles. Excuse me. And corner splashes. As uh, the two-on-one beatdown continued, Holland and Butch continued to torture Jay in his injured arm. Jimmy Uso was prepared to save his brother, but undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns held him back and forced Sami Zayn to go out and prove his loyalty to the bloodline. Um, if you didn't see the pay-per-view, um, Jay had, all, had been questioning Sami's um, commitment or lo- loyalty to the bloodline. Yeah. Um, so this was Roman saying, "You, you want your proof? You want to prove it? Go prove it now." Instead of making, uh, instead of allowing Jimmy to go save um, Jay, it would be Sammy to do it because he, it. I mean, it actually, in real sense, in real story, not just storytelling, but in real life, if you have to, you know, partner up with somebody who you also don't see eye to eye with, that's actually a good leadership strategy in real life too. He's like, hey, I need you two to get along, so go save his ass. Yeah. So that's actually brilliant. That's actually good storytelling right there. Oh, definitely. Is. Because that's real world stuff. Uh, a leader would do that. So that's actually very sensible to do. So um, Zane, uh, who had um, a frosty relationship with Jay, as we were mentioning, uh, went right after Holland and Butch, showing Jay firsthand that they can coexist. McIntyre would be the next man to join the action, and the Scottish Warrior quickly dispatched, uh, dispatched Jay and Zayn, repeatedly throwing Jay into the cage. As the Bloodline tried to rally, McIntyre used his incredible strength to overpower them both and hit Zayn with a future shot DDT. Jimmy then would finally enter into the match, and he brought three tables into the ring with him. Zayn and Jay bickered over who would set up the tables, much to the demise of Jimmy and Reigns. Yeah, I just love the look on Roman's Reign, Roman Reigns' face at this point when the when they were sitting there arguing. Mm-hmm. You could tell he's just like wanting to go in there like a dad and kick their ass, right? Like, how dare you guys fight right now in the middle of us trying to win this match? Like, what the hell are you doing? All right, so great. It was awesome. All right, Kevin Owens brought in multiple chairs into the ring upon his entry and immediately began attacking both Usos and Zayn with cannonballs and a top rope senton. Uh, Owens culminated his attack by ma- <coughs> excuse me, smashing Jimmy through one of the tables with a side slam. The enforcer of the bloodline, Solo Sequoia, arrived next, uh, arrived to the ring next and clobbered Holland and Butch, uh, sending the, uh, ladder face first into the cage. Oh, sending the ladder, got it, never mind, former ladder, never mind. My bad, I screwed up my, my own reading. Despite being well, thrown into ladder, the ladder, the ladder, yeah. you know. I, I mean, I wasn't paying attention. Those were T's and I not D's. I get it, dude. I was not paying attention that those were T's <laughs> and not D's, and so that threw my out. I'm like, double T's, not double D's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <But> anyways, <laughs> damn double T's. I'd rather see double D's. But anyways, that's besides the point. Despite being thrown into the cage and being super kicked, Solo would crush Owens with a uh, back body drop onto the steel between the two rings. Sheamus entered the cage as the final member of the Brawling Brutes and rallied his team to a drubbing of the bloodline. That was kind of cool. That was cool. Sheamus punctuated the attack with a white noise from the second rope on Sequoia. Sequoia. Is it Sequoia or Sequoia? Um, Sequoia. Sequoia. My bad. I just always call him Solo. Yeah, I just call him Red Solo. Oh, never mind. 
Solo Sequoia. Wouldn't it be funny if he ever came out with a, just a necklace made of Solo Cups? <laughs> just saying, that'd be funny. Well, I mean, didn't uh, Primetime players already do that? You mean Street Profits? Or Street Profits? Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, though. Primetime players, dude, that, that's a throwback. That's a big Whoa. throwback. My bad. Primetime players. <laughs> Next thing, holla, you know, holla, holla. next thing you know, he's going to start calling out crime time. <laughs> yeah, he's going to start calling out crime time after that. Crime time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> may Shad Gaspar rest in peace. Yes. <clears throat> Let's see here. Reigns would finally enter the ring, and the match officially would begin with each team drawing battle lines in both rings. The entire brawling brutes trapped, the mem- uh, trapped a member of the bloodline between two cages and hit them with 10 or 25 beats of the bro- Bodhan. Dude, that was awesome. That was amazing. The was, unison was I, astonishing. I was almost thinking they weren't going to get Roman Reigns. They were sure trying. He was like, he was like, he, he was, he was trying to get he away. Was from it. He almost got away too. It was quite entertaining to watch. Sheamus locked uh, with Solo, or clocked Solo with a bro kick, but turned around into a spear from Reigns, only being saved from pinfall by Butch. As the carnage continued, the Usos hit stereo super kicks on Ridge, which Reigns immediately followed with a spear through a table. With bodies all throughout the ring, Solo hit a spinning Solo on McIntyre through a table, only for Solo to get leveled by a stunner from Owens. After a pop-up powerbomb and a stunner on Reigns, Owens seemingly had the match won, but Zane grabbed the referee's arm to prevent the three count and save the match for the bloodline. As Zane and Owens argued over their loyalty, Sane used a distraction um, to hit Owens with an uppercut below the belt and a haluva kick setting up Jay for the winning splash, allowing the bloodline to come away victorious. After the match, Reigns extended his arms and congratulated the honorary Oos with a hug. Moments later, a fired-up Jay followed suit at long last, embracing Zane while the bloodline stood tall as Survivor Series War Games concluded. Boy, that hug he gave him at the end of that match, that was like a bear hug, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, Jay just, yeah. I was like, "Ooh!" I thought he was gonna like give him a freaking German suplex or something. The way he lifted him up, right? It sure seemed like the way. Yeah. But um, let's let's back to the to that ending. So, it, Owens looks like he's got this match won. Saying it, the, they got this part right. I just don't like how they kind of blown past what actually was going on. They could have went into a little bit more detail. So I'm gonna go do that for you. So. After Zane stops the rest three count with by grabbing his arm, basically lays on top of him. And looks like he's about to put the ref in a freaking hold or something. Yeah. The way he's holding the ref, and then of course Owens gets up. Um, they're arguing. That's when Jimmy was actually going to super kick Kevin Owens. Owens grabs him bl- to block it, and that's when of course the low blow uppercut onto um, Owens from Zane happens. Then after that. He looks down at Roman. Roman gives him the look of finish this shit. He then runs, does the haluva kick um, as Owens had gotten up and gotten into the corner of the ring post, to the corner ring post. Hits him with the haluva kick, grabs him. Looks like he's actually going to probably finish him off with a pin or maybe throw him into the corner again to, to do another haluva kick. Sees Jay had gotten up, looking at him. They look at each other, give each other a look, and then Zane lays. Owens down on his back in to go, there you go, you finish it. That's for you. Yeah. And Jay then would do the dive off the top rope, getting the pin off of 
Owens for the victory for the bloodline. So that's a better way to say it. Let's actually talk about how it ends. Right? And the way Roman looked at him like, like, okay. Yep. <laughs> good job. It was, it was nice. It was a good match. Mm-hmm. I, I like the way it ended. I don't care if people don't like the bloodline. I care for it. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I've always wanted those three to actually do something together. So the fact that they're doing it, mm-hmm. and, and of course now we got the honorary Oos. Right. So, <laughs> finally, because because Jay's not Oosy enough. So that's right. And now Sammy's finally Oosy enough for the blood. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it it, it it was a good match, dude. Uh, yes, all sir. the way around, the storytelling, everything. Um, as far as WWE goes right now, they are heading in, in to greener pastures. Yeah. Um, everything that they've they've had gone on in the past couple months, with the lawsuit, with all that craziness, all the, all the you know, releases, all that. It's kind of nice to finally <coughs> see some wrestling and storytelling done inside the ring yeah. more than outside the ring. Right. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and so, what is this? We don't have another main roster uh, pay-per-view for... The year. The year. Yeah, we, two months. Actually, almost two exactly full months. Actually, a little over two we full months. We do have a NXT pay-per-view coming up. But coming up on December 10th. Yeah. It's a NXT deadline, and actually, they're actually got something that we're actually going to check out, and then we'll actually discuss it on, um, you know, on our well, our podcast after December tenth, because that's when it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I haven't really paid attention to NXT much, but this has intrigued me. I think we need to watch it, yeah. and I think it'll be a good good pay per view. Yeah, the Iron Man Survivor match. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. That is chaos. Yeah. Unhinged chaos. Just, it's going to be fun. I want to actually check this out. Um, you know, plus, I think, I'm pretty sure um, most of their titles are on the line that night, too. I know Braun Breaker is going to put the NXT title on the line, I think. Um, I don't remember. I don't, sorry, I don't remember who. I think it's Mandy still, isn't she? The still NXT Women's Champion? I, I think so. her title's going to be on the line. And I think the North American title is also going to be on the line, I believe, too. They may uh, they may throw the tag titles online. Depend. It's really going to depend because they've got two matches guaranteed that's going to last twenty five minutes, yeah. which is the Iron Iron Man Survivor match or Iron Survivor match, however they're calling it, which is basically an Iron Man match, five ways, five ways, pinfall, submission, or disqualification is the only way you can do it. It starts off with two. And then it's gone, kind of like got it's a little bit like of war games, game, but, but there's no cage. But well, technically there is a cage because there's a penalty box. Yeah. Because if you, if you're actually on the losing end of a submission, a disqualification, or a pinfall, you have to spend ninety seconds inside a penalty box. So it's like we got war games, Iron Man match, and hockey <laughs> rolled into one. It's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be something different, which. That's that's what I like. Yeah, I like what they're doing. I like the fact that they these wrestlers have more creative control. Yeah, and the storylines are a lot better nowadays. Absolutely. So it's gonna be interesting to watch. So yeah. So WWE, 
It's taking some things out there and making them interesting. Thank you, WWE. Thank you, Triple H. Yes. Thank you, Triple H. We're looking forward to seeing what happens. Um, so we'll be, of course, we'll be doing more um, wrestling talk before that, obviously. But I'm just saying that's going to be our next. I'm not. I don't know if that works out to our live. I don't think it does. Uh, we might actually maybe do it depending on. Um, I think actually that week might end up being sports talks, and depending on what's going on with basketball in the off season, we might just make wrestling back to that live again. So yeah, yeah, just so we can talk about it because. I mean, it, it, it's it's different, dude. It's it is. something completely off the wall. So yeah, it's gonna be nice. It is gonna be off the wall, interesting. We're gonna check it out. So we hope you check it out. Of course, it will be on Peacock. We all know how much we all hate Peacock. Yeah. Uh, and I don't care what WWE says. <laughs> we don't. don't I, don't, I don't, don't even know if WWE likes it anymore. I, I don't think, think they they're do. getting ready to. Uh, aren't they getting ready to uh, change their contract and go somewhere else? There's been talks that they're open to a lot of different. Things there's been rumors about Disney buying it, which seems odd to me. But then again, Disney buys everything. So well, I was saying it seemed odd because it just doesn't seem like their kind of thing. But then again, they had to start doing rated R stuff because they bought all of Fox's properties. Yeah, and Fox gets a little edgy. That it does. I.e. Logan, i.e. Deadpool, a Deadpool two, Deadpool three. That's going to be coming out. I can't wait for that, dude. So. Um, you know, and we were watching, you know, um, why am I drawing a blank on Daredevil? <laughs> I just drew a major blank on Daredevil. 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 I, I don't, I, I don't think it was rated R, but it was like NR 17 or something. It, it, it was, yeah. It was basically rated R because there was a lot of shit you had to see. A lot of shit that I probably wouldn't let my kids see. So it was, it was yeah. nice. I'm sitting there watching this and I was like. No wonder they kind of made sure no one saw that, except for S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> and Agent Carter, because, yeah, that was some crazy crap. <laughs> but, that was, dude. Anyway, so, but any, we're getting off track. But anyway, Disney's one of them. Um, I think they're thinking about reopening back up the US, USA um, WWE Network, bringing it back. I've heard, I don't know, it's nothing's confirmed, because as we know, Disney hasn't officially bought them yet. If, if it's anything, it's, honestly, if it's anything, it's probably going to end up being Disney or Amazon at this point, honestly, if it comes to str- streaming. If, if it goes to Amazon, we're just going to have to go back to buying it. I, I have not used Amazon in a long time, so. Uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. I know. The only thing I do like about the Peacock, it's part of our freaking cable package with Xfinity. Right? So it's so free. free. It's free because I'm already paying so much with Xfinity. So, and then we still ran out of data. Yeah. Bastards. Anyways, but hey, if I want to spend an extra 25 a month on their freaking equipment, they'll give me unlimited. Might do it. Spence, I hate doing it though. They'll, they'll up everything you do that way. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. I gotta see if it's worth it. Give and take, bro. Give and take. I'll see if it's worth it. Anyways. Anyways, so. Wow. 
We're yeah. really off track. Yeah, we are. Well, I mean, it's pretty much the end of the episode, so that's how it goes for well, us. Well, it's been fun, guys. We're, it was. And we're sorry it's been a while. We're, mm. we're glad to be back. Uh, yes, sir. We took, of course, like I said, we took last week off so Cooper can spend time with his kids. And, of course, he went down south to spend time with his family down there. Um, I chilled out at the house because somebody has to watch our pets. We have so many we pets. We have too many pets. We have, like, a farm. It's it's crazy. No, I, not quite a farm. I would say a petting zoo. Still. Too many. We're missing outside animals for the petting zoo portion. <laughs> Basically, that's all we're missing, technically. Yeah, I, I've thought about getting some outside animals, but then I thought my dogs will probably try and eat them all. So. Except when you try to get the goats and the goats headbutt their butts. <laughs> that might be fun. True, that might be fun so, and entertaining. That might be free entertainment right there. Right? Anyways. And, and you know, they're, they're like free lawnmowers. So. Right. Anyway, so next, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll have football talk because we got an interesting week of football. And I'm promising you I'm still staying away from the conspiracy theory. <laughs> because Oregon got screwed again. 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 And I've already given up on the Rams, so. Go Chiefs, baby. <laughs> red kingdom (laughs) go chiefs basically that's where i'm at now because i don't really care for anybody else i'd root for his team honestly i would i don't know if they're gonna make the playoffs if his team makes the playoff they're probably not going to but i mean you're four and seven you got a chance you gotta win six more games in a row but i'm i'm not holding it to him at all yeah, you guys are going to have a little bit of issue, too, because I think you still got to face the Browns at least once, and they got Deshaun back, so. Yeah. Of course, then again, we're also talking about Deshaun, who hasn't played in almost two years. So. so it's going to be interesting, too, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the Texans, because they got to watch him come back down there and probably smack him around a little bit. I hope he does. All right. Uh, but, so we'll be back uh, tomorrow with Football Talk. Uh, there's been some stuff going on. I'm hoping some more actual breaking news into baseball will make sports talk actually interesting. So sports talk is iffy for Friday's episode. Yeah. So I'm waiting for breaking news. Basketball hasn't Give done a whole lot. something. Come on, please. I mean, the Lakers went on a little bit of a tear and then have fallen off again. That's and you really don't want to talk about it. Because now they're like... And you guys don't want to hear it. It's like a soapbox. Oh, they're like, oh, well, now we're playing good. Now we don't need to trade Westbrook or Anthony Davis. I'm like, just fucking trade them! Get it over and done with. Hit the nuke button. I know. Just give me the nuke button. Let me do it. If you need a uh, new GM, I'm cheaper than Rob Palenka. Just saying. Pay pay off all my student loans and give me about 50K a year. And pay off our house. Yeah, pay off all my debts, and just give me fifty k a year. Basically, so basically, actually, technically, you get me for almost a year and a half free. Technically, all right. Technically, actually, I'll be my signing bonus, and then it's fifteen fifty thousand a year. It's only fifty thousand a year. Come on, that's hard to live in in Los Angeles. I have to move, <laughs> but we can still do the podcast. Because we have it set up and we can do it now. <laughs> Except you'll be on your computer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have this one. Anyways, so that's... Uh, so anyways, one more episode guaranteed. Maybe two. 
like I said, baseball's got to give us something. Otherwise, it's going to be kind of boring. I mean, yes, you Team USA advanced, but... And nothing else is really exciting happening in any of that other sport. So. Yeah. We're kind of in a dead, dead spot right yeah. now. So. so thank you, football and wrestling. Yep. Because that's what I love about football. Even in the offseason, something almost always happens in football. And now we're gonna, and, and now we're gonna get the the XFL and what's the other one? Uh, we're the XFL will be coming in, and then the USFL is still coming back. That's right for season two. So, so that's gonna be cool too. We'll have two uh, spring leagues. Maybe we'll talk about them. Of course we will. We got to talk about football. It's football. It's football. Baby. The only time we're really gonna have our time doing anything for football is when we're making up shit for football talk. In late July, because training camps haven't started yet. Right. Actually, it's basically early July to late July, because training camps hasn't started yet. Because once training camp starts, baby, that's all going good. (laughs) Anyways, so that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep Keep on on talking sports. Hey, everyone. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. That's Sports Talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 